morning. I'm the CEO of Heliostar Metals, HSTR, on the Toronto Stock Exchange, and we've just made a transformative acquisition of a portfolio of gold projects from Argonaut Gold in Mexico. You have. Good morning. And I'm, uh, <laughs> I need to explain to you, it's 4 a.m. in the morning where you are, because you've been tra you're travelling and we didn't kind of change the time. So... I'll go slow. <laughs> Try and stay awake. Okay. Uh, yeah, transformative. Because uh, last, last time we um, we caught up uh, back in March, we were talking about Unger and you know how things are going down in Mexico and you know not getting a lot of love and precious metal markets being at, at, sort of out of favour. What do you do? You keep you know you're like beating your head against a brick wall sometimes. So. You've done something about it. So tell us about this acquisition. Yeah. So in the big picture, we've got big goals for Heliostar to become a producer, and we always have talked about that. And we've got a great project in Unger that just needs lots of capital and lots of drilling. And as you touched on, we've been in a market that hasn't supported that or hasn't responded to any of those results. So we face two choices, like most small companies. You, you batten down the hatches and survive, which we have done and most gold juniors are doing. You also look to take advantage of that. So you can pick up assets at much cheaper prices than you can when gold is in favour. And so we thought we could find some good assets. And we had one key view, which is they have to have robust reserves. And that's what we think we found with Anna Paula. And that's why we've proceeded with the transaction we announced on Monday. Okay, so we'll get into it. Let's, we need to kind of, kind of park up the the what's gone before though okay so what, what's happening uh, with um, I, I get the market it was not re rewarding you and being an explorer is tough and it's a you know it's a treadmill of raising money drilling raising money drilling etc and and sometimes that, that that's a tough thing to do and and, and I I kind of like the segue quite quite frankly into being a developer um, with a resource. But what's happened with Unger? Are you going to monetize that? Are you going to park it up for now? What's happening? No, so we're certainly not going to monetize Unger. We, we really believe in Unger. We think it's an excellent growth project. And so this will slow it down a little in its advancement relative to what it would have had if we were standalone. But I think the way we view it is Unger needed a bigger company with a lower cost of capital to show what it can ultimately become. And so we've gone out to try and become that bigger company. So it will be our growth project in our portfolio. We'll have three projects um, now, and I think it represents an excellent growth target for the company. It, it does, but, but at some point, maybe after we've talked about this, you, you're going to need to give the market a bit of sense of how are you funding the acquisition? How are you going to fund other growth stories in, in, in the portfolio and you know, multiple stories in, in, in the portfolio from a very low base, you know, 13, 14 million market cap at, at the moment? So should we get into the deal and the assets and the money? Start yeah, wherever you let, want. Let's do that and then I'll explain where the capital will, will be allocated and how we'll time it. Okay, go for it. Any order you want. Yeah, so... Obviously, Annapola is, is the key to this transaction. Um, we're acquiring it for a 10 million US payment and ultimately 30 million of, of total, so remaining 20 million in milestone payments. If you go to our website, you can see the breakdown, um, extension of a permit, feasibility study, construction decision, commercial production. And so they're incredibly strong terms when you look. The project's had $75 million spent on it in the last 15 years. Uh, it's transacted for over $100 million um, seven years ago. So, you know, we're, we're getting a, ve a very good asset for a very cheap price. 
And our focus on Annapola is we see it different. So there's a million ounce reserve at just under 2.4 grams per tonne. Um, it's been seen as an open pit. And what we recognised was different is that there's a very high grade core to this. Um, we had a bit of an inside knowledge with JDS had worked on this, had done the decline that's into the project. And when we looked at the resource, when we talked with JDS, uh, looked at it as an underground scenario. And it's much more capital efficient, much, uh, much lower cost to put into production, much smaller mill, a much simpler process. And that's when we decided that we wanted Annapola. So there's a PFS completed in 2017 on this asset. Um, but we're going to rescope it as an underground for six months and then proceed to feasibility study. So that will be our short-term focus. Right. You picked it up from Argonaut Gold, who are sitting at 10% of their 12-month highs. Um, something's obviously gone horribly wrong there. Why could they not do what you're planning to do with these assets, either in terms of you know, open pit or underground or technically, what, what was the problem for, for, for them that you're going to be able to fix and why can you fix it where they couldn't? Yeah, the, the pro problem wasn't technical, it was focus. Um, so the history of this project is Neustruck found it in 2010, um, were riding very high, got bought out in 2015 for over $100 million. Um, Timmins, which became Alio, um, permitted it, completed the PFS, but they had an operating mine in Florida, in Florida Canyon in Nevada um, that ran into financial difficulties and Argonaut bought them. But Argonaut was always building Magino in Canada um, and they have had some hiccups in that process. So this was a surplus asset to their desire. They've basically shelved it in their time. And so we didn't have to sort of solve a problem that Argonaut couldn't solve we're just focused on the asset in a way that Argonaut weren't. Right, but, okay, um, it, it, was it, how much is uh, it costing? 30 million and three tranches of 10, is it, is it some, right? Uh, so it's, it's 10 million up front, 5 million in a share payment on a permit, two on an FS, um, five on a construction decision, eight on commercial production. Right, so 30, okay, cool. Um, so over, over a period of time, should they have been able to get more for this in the open market or was it red book, fire sale time and, you know, any money will do? I mean, the conversations have been going on for how long? Uh, so we started just in where very first contact was in March, but it started getting serious in about September. Right. OK. OK. I, I, I bet. Um, right. So so what, now we understand. So you were the only bidder. Was it just a case of... Yeah, it was a private discussion with Argonaut. It had previously been agreed to be sold in late 2020. Um, that's publicly released by Argonaut for $50 million, um, but the buying group couldn't put the capital together. Um, so, you know, I, I don't prefer um, competitive bid processes. It's always hard to get good value in those. So we look for scenarios and transactions where we can have you know, one-on-one -on -one conversations and come up with better results. You know, there was no value for the two assets on the books of Argonaut. Um, so when they get their share component of this transaction, they'll realise some value for their shareholders. But we see a lot of value for our shareholders. We're going from 400,000 ounces on our books to 3.7 total, if you include the 3.2 measured and indicated and half a million inferred. So we think we can make a lot of uh, we think this is a really good investment for our shareholders. 
Okay, so you, what what do you what do you know about this? Obviously, you, you're giving us the resource number one point four six million, or whatever, just two point one, two point two grams um, gold, and over three grams, uh, sorry, three, three million ounces of silver at I can't remember four and a half, five, something like that, something something like something like that. What do you know? You said there's no technical issues. What do you know about rec- the recoveries or anything else that you think you know may you may want to focus on, let's put it like that. Yeah, so we address why, you know, we're saying that this is a robust resource, a really good asset, but we're getting it for 10 million down. There's a disconnect there. And so there's a slide, if you look at our presentation, that accompanies the acquisition that addresses that. First of all, Anapol is in Guerrero, which doesn't enjoy a good reputation as a state in Mexico. But knowing Mexico and having worked in Mexico over the last 10 years, we know that there's a real arbitrage between the reality on the ground and that reputation. If you look at Torex, which is 15 k's away, they're over four coming up five years of steady state production. So that perception is a discount. And that's exactly what we had with Wiesler when we went to Sinaloa. So we know that we can use that knowledge to, to have an advantage. The other part is it is a partially refractory ore body. So you only get 70% recovery through a conventional circuit. And previous operators went down some more exotic routes to recover, get higher gold recoveries in the open pit scenario. And that makes it much more sensitive to the low grade material. Whereas what we recognize is there's a very high grade core to this. There's a zone of about 250 meters by 100 meters tall by 60 meters wide that is going approximately five and a half grams in the middle of this ore body. And so if we go underground and take that out even accept the lower recoveries, there's room for us to move on the recoveries because it's never been optimised for a high grade. But we can take that out with a conventional processing circuit and still get some very strong economic returns between 30 and 70% IRR, depending on the gold price and how we and the order in which we mine the high-grade part of that ore body. Right, and when, what infrastructure are you inheriting? I'm, I'm just trying to understand the kind of the, the cost of moving this thing through the phases, um, as, as it were. That's one of the real strengths of this, in that there is you know, a 54-man camp, there is a 400-metre decline already into this ore body. There's been a huge amount of money spent on it. There's power, there's roads, there's high-tension power line a couple of k's away. Torex is literally operating just down the road. You can see the high wall of Torex from the plant. One of the, one of the due diligence um, steps we took was a community baseline study. And the asset does enjoy very good community support. It's always been a well-supported project. So it was nice to pick up on that good work that was done by previous operators. So we're not continuing on with that PFS with this different view. Um, we'll rescope it for about $3 million for six months, and then we can complete a feasibility study for another 12 months, in another 12 months for $10 million. So, sorry, for $7 million, which is 10 total. So we can be at a construction decision in 18 months for an additional $10 million beyond the deposit. Right, okay, and you've got a team of, well, how's it been, sorry, explorers. And you're going to put together a production company, so one presumes the personnel is going to be changing a bit. Correct. We'll add to our team, although I will point out our VP of X, Sam Anderson, who spent a long time with Newmont, has gone all the way from, in fact, we dragged him early stage into Heliostar. What he's excellent at is these advanced stage projects. He did a lot of work, particularly at the Marion mine for Newmont and Suriname, all the way through from resource 
um, definition to grade control reconciliation as that was in production. So we do have some skills in the group and we'll naturally bolster that. We've luckily to be pretty well connected in Mexico. So yes, we're going to evolve quite significantly as a team. Okay, fine. And you're hanging around, are you? <laughs> Definitely. This is the biggest okay. transaction we've ever done. Gotta, i got to ask. Um, they, what are the other kind of long poles in the tent? I mean, you, I think you mentioned sort of permitting and some of the documentation. Um, where, how long is that going to take? And so, well, first of all, this is permitted for an open pit. We would modify it into an underground. So underground modifications in Mexico are very straightforward from sort of start to finish. That's a 12-month process if you started from scratch. And, and we got the advantage that we've already got permits in place. We're actually proposing to reduce our surface footprint, reduce the size of the mill footprint and tailings footprint. So it actually makes it fairly easy to make those modifications in Mexico. The thing I think I like the most about the transaction is we've got Anapola, which has you know met work upside, resource growth upside. We can go through the studies and de-risk the project, which should come to a re-rating. We've also got what's a, fetch, a very low cost option on the San Antonio deposit in Baja. Um, it's a 1.7 million ounce deposit at 0.8 oxide. Uh, home run project that we think long term would be capable of 10 to 15 years of 200,000 ounces a year. But Argonaut couldn't get a permit for it. So we've got three years to get that permit on an asset that's either worth nothing or worth a lot of money. And so combining that with Unger as, as a high-grade vein system that needs a lot of exploration drilling, instead of just being a small junior with one lever that's to drill or not to drill, we think now we have a range of options from resource work to met work to permitting to exploration upside. That means that in any market, we can navigate and create shareholder value in a way that we were kind of stuck as just a junior. I think that's what has me most excited about this transaction. Okay, lots of options, you know, three, three, three assets now, lots of ways you can come at it, requiring lots of money. So like I said, I said at the beginning, as I say, 13, 15 million market cap. I don't know where you are with cash, but you, you've just committed a big chunk of change for the acquisition and you're talking a big game about what the potential of what you can do with these assets going forward. So how do you not dilute the heck out of your shareholders? So this initial transaction is dilutive. If you just take the, the value of the acquisition, we'll retain 47% of the company as Heliostar shareholders. But as I touched on, we'll have a tenfold increase in our resource count for that. So existing shareholders get access to significantly more ounces. And if you look at this market, which is coming top down, developers are going to re-rate before explorers. So we've moved into a different league and I think we'll show a very significant return for our shareholders. It's it's very easy to find a small gold company to invest in. It's very difficult to find gold developers with the valuation that we'll have. If you look at the comps of Latin American developers, with these ounces, we'll go to the lowest of EV to ounces in the ground. If we were to re-rate just to what uh, the average of that peer group, we would have a 100 million market cap. And I'm not saying we get there immediately, but that's how accretive we think this transaction is. Right, okay. So can we answer the rest of the question, which is... Show, 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 me, show me the money. Where's the money going to come from? Who's going to give this to you? Given the company's track record, there's probably there's probably a few doubters in terms in, in your in your shareholder base. However, you tell a good story. It's a good narrative with regards to let's do something radically different and see if we can if we can step up and 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 create a sort of game changing situation. So maybe there's people who are attracted and drawn to that. You picked it up for a, 
argue, you'd argue, I'd argue, <laughs> quite a good price. Um, but where's the money coming from? What's it going to cost you over and above the, the, the dilution that you talk about? Yeah, so you'll see um, we, it's in our initial press release. We separated a financing press release from the acquisition press release because we wanted the distribution into the US. We're very happy with the deal that we've done. So you'll see very shortly a, an equity financing um, and that'll go the initial working capital. We think we're in for a pretty good chance of a re-rate from there. Um, not many people can go from you know small explorer to construction decision for $20 million. And so we think that's pretty attractive. Um, in this market, you've got to do something. You've got to try something different. And that's what we're doing. And generally, we've seen good support for that. Obviously, there'll be a little bit of turnover in our shareholder base um, because we're becoming a different style of company. But we've always been very clear that that's our long-term goal. And this is a huge step towards that. Okay, okay. Um, so that was about what three, you announced about three million, just over three million bucks. There, you look for the re-rate, and then you'd raise again, presumably. Uh, so the three million financing was in that June. Was in June. Um, so we've just mentioned that there will be a financing in the press release oh, of the acquisition. Okay. We'll hear from that. Hear about that very shortly. Okay, so that was the. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. August. Yeah, right. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, so we'll hear about that shortly. So. Again, I'm trying, I'm, trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to work out, you know, if, if, I, if I'm some of your shareholders, yeah, they may, they may decide to exit left because it's not quite the profile, the investment profile that they're looking for. Others will be, will, will be drawn to this. Um, can you give us a sense of, you know, how much money you think you're going to need next year and you know, how that money kind of flows through into the company? Yeah, so I think we'll need 10 million US next year. Um, we think we'll spend three of that on the rescoping step, which is predominantly a metallurgical program, drilling a network focused on the high grade. Um, that'll design the flow sheet that'll feed into the feasibility study and then a feasibility study that'll take another 12 months, which will cost $7 million. There's a few levers if the market comes or if, if we get strong support, you can bring forward the extension of the decline. You could add some expiration drilling, etc. But at the core, we'll need 10 million US above and beyond the transaction um, to take this forward in 2023. And so we'll do that in a couple of steps. We can potentially trigger warrants. Um, we talked to a couple of royalty companies about the potential to increase the royalty on the deposit. And we were getting very heavily discounted because we didn't have an underground mine plan. So by completing the rescoping, um, that opens that up uh, as a competitive option. So there's a number of things that we can do, um, uh, ways that we can approach this. But I think on any metric, you know, we'll come out with about a 25 million Canadian EV on the transaction. Um, we think we're in for a significant re-rate from that. So it doesn't make sense to dilute massively at this level. We need to raise enough to do that rescoping and then then look to see what we, where we're at once we've completed that or we're down that pathway. Right, okay. And, and again, with them, um, just, on, just on the permitting side of things, so we've seen, is this fully permitted as in it has its environmental license, uh, et cetera? There's, there's no outstanding permits. Correct. That's one of the incredible things about this deposit. You know, there's not many million ounce robust reserves that are fully permitted that you can buy with a 10 million down, 30 million total. No, true. True. Well, I, I guess we. I'll, I'll step back because I'm not. I'm not going to go piling in because you know it's. It's. I think it's a transformative deal for you guys. Now you've got to well, one deliver it um, and you know get, get the money to be able to um, take up the 100% option, and then you've kind of got to get on with the business of, of building this thing out and, and and telling the story in the marketplace. Um, so I appreciate you waking up at goodness knows what time and speaking to us at 4 a.m. in the morning from Australia. Thanks.
No, very happy to. This is this is the biggest deal that we've done as Heliostar. It's a huge leap forward, and you know we're really we, we believe in the project, and we think we can make a lot of money taking it through those steps that you just just talked about.